Welcome to the Relentless Growth Podcast, where business owners and personal growth junkies find powerful conversations, great questions, and coaching that will change your life. My name is Chris Goodman, and as a life and business coach with more than 15,000 hours of experience coaching and training business owners, I've learned a thing or two about growth. This podcast will open you up to new ideas and actions to help you live a happier life, build a greater business, truly become your best, and lead others in their pursuit of relentless growth. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is episode 89 really strange when I say that out loud. I'm like, wow, it feels like I just started doing this not too long ago. So, all right, we're 89 episodes in by now. If you've been following along with any regularity, you know, we cover topics like personal growth and how that affects your business growth. So behind the scenes, you know, you'll catch me reading books about how to improve your communication, your business, your relationships, even things like Dr. Joe Dispenza and his work about how our thoughts and our own personal energy affect immediately, I should say, affect our results that we get. I'm just constantly consuming and working through material that helps me expand how I can coach somebody on their mind and how their mind translates into action, which of course creates results. So today I'm going to talk with you about a book that I've been digging through. It's it's pretty long. It's about 300 and something pages called Power Versus Force by Dr. David R. Hawkins. So if you're following along, you can just scroll down to the show notes and there will be a link there to this book called Power Versus Force. I'm going to give you a couple thoughts on the book and then immediately dive into about four or five questions that I would love for you to unpack yourself. So consider this like an exercise, a guided exercise to move through some of the questions that have come up for me and some of my best clients as I've gone through this book and started to examine the distinctions between where our power comes from and what power feels like for us in both life and in business versus forcing it both in life and in business. So before I go too far, I do want to tell you that I I don't have much use for things that are only theoretical and can't be applied immediately, especially books. Like if I'm going to actually spend time reading a book, I want it to be practical. I want it to hit me in the heart or in the head immediately. And I want to be able to take it right to my clients and say, look, I'm learning something from this that I think you can benefit from learning it too. And here's what it is. So this book is in that category of it's definitely something you can implement right away. It's not the easiest book to get through. It was written in 1995 by one of the greatest spiritual leaders in American history anyway. And it's a little high-minded sometimes. And it's a little poetic sometimes. And then it's a little like an old man rambling sometimes. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I only am recommending this because I have found some real value in it. Essentially, the book is a summary of the lifelong work from Dr. Hawkins here, who has found a way to test whether something has a higher calibration of truth and value versus a lower calibration of truth and value in a very practical way. I'll spare you all the the research and the methodology behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, he's also got some really great points in the book. For instance, We change the world not by what we say or do, but as a consequence of who we have become. And if you've been listening to the show or following me on social media, you know, this is something I'm really in tune with that all of the most successful people I learn from 
all of the most successful people you've heard as guests on the show, and all of the best things I've experienced in my life came as a consequence of who we were being, not just what we were doing or the things we had, but more so who we were being in that moment and then who we were being consistently over time as well. So I really related to this. He also said to discover something that relieves suffering. That means it's one's responsibility to share it with others so that they are benefited too. Hence why I'm bringing this book up. I think there's a lot of value here. There's a lot in between the lines even of us examining where we think our power comes from and how to execute that in the real world. Another part of the book that my clients have really gravitated to is what's called the map of consciousness. And Dr. Hawkins has laid out their work in a scale from top to bottom, from the highest energies and frequencies that they could could measure and calibrate down to the lowest. Now, they've taken this work to some really wild ends, meaning they, even though he's not around anymore, they calibrated the energy of Adolf Hitler. They calibrated the energy of Carl Jung, who I've quoted on the show many times. They calibrated the energy of Mother Teresa. And then they've done it with other things like books, inanimate objects that you would think have no measurable energy other than maybe weight or something like that. And they have found that those people that I just mentioned, for obvious reasons, rank very low on the scale or very high. For instance, Mother Teresa, around 700 on the scale, Adolf Hitler, closer to, I believe, is 120 on the scale. Now, these are massive, massive differences. And if I've already lost you, I totally understand because you're listening to someone talk about a book. (laughs) So that can be a little tedious. But the point is, they took science, applied it to something that that most people wouldn't touch, which is attempting to calibrate the energy high and low of people, of things, and draw some distinctions and correlations between what causes that effect of power on the high end and what causes the lack of it at the bottom. And so Dr. Hawkins' point in the book is power versus force. People at that low end of the spectrum are forcing things. They're not being honest. They're not being truthful. And so therefore, it requires more force to bring some kind of effort or power into the equation. Whereas people on the higher end of the scale, the Mother Teresa's, the Gandhi's, the Martin Luther King Jr.'s of the world, exerted so little force, yet so much power that it almost blows our mind. Like we can hardly conceive how much they could do in one lifetime with less force. For instance, Gandhi, you know, talking about nonviolence constantly, was able to change the entire world and the history of the world and bring down British colonialism through power not force. So again, this map, it's called the map of consciousness. You'll have to grab the book or just Google that to see what I'm talking about. It's really enlightening though, in a lot of ways. The reason that my clients are gravitating toward it is because they're realizing that at their best moments, they've been more full of power than force. And it's causing them to reevaluate how they're conducting their business how they're conducting their conversations with their family and where they can step back into that sense of power rather than force things, hustle, grind, and burn out instead of taking a more powerful position. All right, so I think you get the point here. Connecting these dots, I, I, I do have some questions for you. I'm going to just give them all to you up front so that if the, basically if this is all you came to the episode for, you're going to be able to get it and move on. And then if you want to hear me kind of walk you through this more methodically, you can hang out with me. 
All right. So number one, I want you to write down what is the source of your results? Moving through this book, I'm realizing for everybody, there's a different formula here. For some people, it's faith. You know, that God, uh, whichever God you subscribe to is the source of your results for some people. For other people, some of the coaches I know, for instance, it's your thoughts. For some people, it's a spirit, something in between God and thoughts that they can tap into that delivers answers to them. I think of Abraham Hicks uh, or Esther Hicks and some other folks in the spiritual realm. Next, by the way, the reason I want you to start there is it's a big question. I get that. I have found, especially with my clients over the few weeks as we've been working through this, this creates a stirring feeling where you have to actually answer to What do you think the source of your results is and are you honoring it? Okay, next one. What is the source of your power? I noticed with clients that some of them had a different answer for what the source of their results was versus the source of their power. What is it for you and how clear can you get on that? All right, number three. What were some times where you were really powerful, meaning you made moves. (laughs) You changed the course of your life or your family's life or even history or maybe your business too without forcing it. What were those times? I would love for you to list out as many as you can think of. With a client this morning, we sat down and it was very easy for me to outline some of his most powerful moments over the last year. Just one, two, three, bam, bam, bam. And he kind of looked stunned like he had forgotten that. So, I'm curious if you've forgotten those as well. All right, next, by way of contrast here, what are some times where you were really forceful, where you were not powerful, yet you were really forcing it? I think about relationships that I knew weren't working, but I was just forcing it. Or work that I did not enjoy, yet I knew needed to be done and was just really forcing it, grinding it out. It was very stressful. All right, question number five. This is really why we're here today, by the way, so you can actually do something with this knowledge. What is the one most powerful step? Notice I said most powerful, not most forceful. What is the one most powerful step you could take today that if you did, it would immediately improve your life, your business, your soul, your friendships, your communication, all of it? What is that one step that if you took it, would improve everything in a powerful, not forceful way. If you can answer that, I'd love for you to send us a message on social media and let me know what your answer to that question is because I would be fascinated to see what everybody comes up with with one step, just one simple thing to move into power and from force with. Okay. All right. So I know a lot of these questions are high level, maybe even theoretical, philosophical, I'm asking you to connect the dots, though, between your answers and the implications of that answer moving forward, how you could show up in the world, like I said, in your relationships even, especially in your business, with more power by getting clear here, because there's a line in the book that I love. It's in the very beginning. It says, the outer work, meaning the things you do in the world, and maybe even your business, the outer work can never be small if the inner work is great. And the outer work can never be great if the inner work is small. This is from the 14th century, a mystic named uh, Meister Eckhart. So that is, that is not Chris Goodman. That is not Dr. Hawkins. That is some ancient wisdom right there saying the outer work can never be small if the inner work is great. That's what I'm asking you to do today. 
to dig in here and really get to know yourself on a brand new level so that you can go back out into the world and say, this is how I'm going to show up with more power and be less forceful about it, less convincing, less persuasive about things. All right, so I'm going to double back real quick on these questions like I promised here. Number one, what is the source of your results? I noticed with clients that a lot of them have a very clear set of principles or values, belief systems that they, for instance, believe their results come from, let's say, hard work. And when I asked them, what is the source of your results? They had to challenge that notion. Do I really believe that my results come from hard work? Or is it something else like spirit or source or the universe or God? Or is it something more local like just how I'm thinking that day? I really want you to dig into that one because it does kind of hold a mirror up to how you're showing up right now. Do you believe you're acting in alignment with the source of your results? And if not, what do you need to change? All right. Again, I said I was going to move through these a little more methodically. Number two, what is the source of your power? Really the same scenario here, but are you acknowledging, I mean, for instance, I was coaching someone last week and their source of real power, their most confident zone of genius, I could say, was art. Yet they're in business. They're actually very successful in business, yet art is where they experience flow states, where they experience joy and bliss. And they were just ignoring that and only focusing on growing the business. What do you think the implications of that are going to be long-term? So how about for you? What is the source of your power? Are you really moving through your day with purpose to acknowledge that source of power? By the way, if you've ever wondered, yes, it does feel weird to ask lots of lots of questions to a microphone. (laughs) So that's part of why I do interviews, because I think it's much more fascinating to have someone on the other side. However, this time, this is really all about you. If you're listening and nodding along, yet you're not writing anything down, you're not pausing and getting your own answers, it's time to hit pause now, go back and get some answers. That's what this one's all about, this episode. All right, the next two I'm going to combine. What were some times you were really powerful versus really forceful? I do want you to be able to see with clarity how different those circumstances were. For instance, I think about when I left, I didn't just walk out one day, I quit. I quit law school. The day I quit law school, I felt so powerful, which sounds so strange to many people when I tell them that. It's like, you you just quit. How could you feel powerful? You just quit. You just gave up. I'm like, no, that's the, the furthest thing from the truth. I took my destiny, my life, my income, my career into my own hands and said, this is not the direction I want to go. I'm going the other way, even though I had spent a decade working on getting to that point in time to be a lawyer. So for you, I'm curious, when you look back on in your life and you see those times that were very plainly powerful times, powerful choices, powerful results, even if they were tough, what does that reveal to you about who you want to be moving forward versus those times that were very forceful? I think back at some point, I knew I didn't want to be in the legal field before I got into real estate. So there was this period between quitting law school and still being in the legal field, working in corporate litigation and not knowing exactly what the hell I was going to do. (laughs) Great. You don't want to be a lawyer. Now what? Not sure. And I'm sitting there and I'm grinding it out, working lots of lots of hours because luckily I could still get overtime. And I was like, you know, I'm really committed to this. I want to make 
as much out of this as I can, yet I don't enjoy this work. This is tedious. This is like pulling teeth. And so day after day, I found myself going into the office before the sun came up, working my tail off, you know, walking out when everybody else had left the office, it was dark out, parking garage was empty, I'm walking to my car in the cold and just thinking, I'm just forcing it, but not knowing what to do with that information. Just feeling like I was forcing it, but not realizing there was a much more powerful alternative, like I said before, which was standing up and saying, this is what I want moving forward. That's a powerful choice. Eventually, I got there. The opportunity showed up to get into real estate. Shout out to my mentor, Todd. (laughs) So, for you, I want you to look at those times in your life where you can really compare and contrast them. When you're full of power, authority, confidence, joy, Let's use some of the more enlightened words, joy, happiness, love even. And when you showed up from there in that place versus force, guilt, shame, fear, desire. These are some of the, I'm I'm looking at the map of consciousness. These are some of the words at the top and the bottom of the scale. Obviously, closer to enlightenment, love. The lowest frequency, emotion, vibration, calibration, whatever you want to talk about or whatever you want to call it. At the bottom, shame. Those moments in your life where you were forcing it, was there a sense of shame involved? In those moments where you were at your best, your most powerful, was it really coming from love? So these are the types of things that this book has uh, asked me to walk through and that I'm asking some clients to consider. And I wanted to share those with you because I do believe it can shift your entire perspective very quickly. Lastly, that question is there by design and for impact. What is the one most powerful step? not forceful, most powerful step you could take today that if you did it would immediately improve your life and business dramatically just because you took the step. What is that? Go do that thing. I was joking with one of my coaches. He said, if you only got people to do the thing they were avoiding that one day, they would never stop coaching with you. (laughs) So as an experiment, we've been kind of working on this that at least every week we're asking people, "What, what are you avoiding to do today? And we address that fear or why they're avoiding it and have them go tackle it. And you know what? The results are through the roof. So same here for you today. If you were to show up full of power, what's that one step you could take? Go take it and shout us out on social media, tag at Goodman Coaching with what worked for you. Or don't, it's okay. But at the end of the day, make sure you take that step. (laughs) That's the non-negotiable of this episode. All right. And I want to wrap up with this quote because I think it's really what sparked the whole idea of sharing this with you. I do this for a living in terms of working with people to sort out big questions, big problems in their business. Someone who wants to explode their growth in their life, in their in their relationships with themselves. You know, some people just want to have a much more meaningful existence on earth and before they go get into a relationship or business, that's what they want to work on. But at the end of the day, we're really talking about improvement, empowerment, personal power, enlightenment. I, I'm no, I throw enlightenment out there and that's like, oh, wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> but honestly, on some scale, that's what people are looking for. Ultimate joy, ultimate bliss, and ultimate impact because they want to contribute that back to their fellow brothers and sisters on earth. So I I want to share with you this quote that that kind of took me here. If you ever get the book, it's on page 227. And he says, just for a little context, he's talking about the most successful people and how they always 
get into success and then they kind of do this boomerang thing where they come back and they start giving and channeling that success back into other people. He says, because a person who views his success in the realm of the external, like A to B to C, will always be insecure because its source is thought to be, quote, out there. This is me ad-libbing out there somewhere else beyond the person. It's always some external thing. That's what he's trying to say. Solid confidence comes from the knowledge that the source of success is within. By believing that the source of power lies outside oneself, one becomes powerless and vulnerable and therefore defensive or possessive. True success, this is the whole point here if you're starting to drift off, get back with me. This is the whole point. True success originates from within, independent of external circumstances. So that's what I'm asking you to, to investigate today and to, to dig into is within you, where is that power right now? And what are you doing with it? All right. Let me know. Tag me on social media at Goodman Coaching. You know, grab the book. Honestly, it's uh, something that, here's the deal, y'all. I re read really fast. I read 100 pages the other night while Lindsay was sitting there on the couch too. <laughs> She's like, how did you read 100 pages? I said, well, honestly, I'm skimming parts of this because some of them are irrelevant. So you can, don't be daunted by the size of it or the age of it that it does have a few years on it here. It's a great book to, to move these gears and start a conversation about your power versus your force. And I want you to apply that today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relentless Growth. If you're ready to improve your own life and business with passion, purpose, and relentless growth, go to goodmancoachinginc.com where you can learn more and sign up for coaching right now.